Now, can somebody quickly tell me, if you can, where you think this scripture is drawn from? Huh? Say what? First what? First Kings? What chapter? First Kings? Huh? Talk out. First Kings what? Did you say 19 or 18? Okay. First Kings 18. And what verse? If you like, take your time to read from, uh, I think, 21 to 38. Something like that. That will help you. Now, I'll be examining this, but there is another scripture which I think will have been much more appropriate for what we are doing if we had used that as an example or a pillar for what we are saying or doing. But accidentally, that is not a scripture that is being used. And uh, we can also help them or help the situation by looking at something a little bit different. That's why I said it could have been a thing of help to them. If, for instance, we have looked at the book of Luke, huh? go to Luke chapter 9, and I think 57, and then you compare it to 1 Kings, no, 2 Kings chapter 1, I think 1 to 16. This one will have been a more accurate scripture to back up this belief. Oh, did I say 54? 54 rather. I'm trying to help them. More accurate belief. Now, so let's 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 get down to the second Kings, and then I'll show you what that means. Before we come to the scripture that is being used, and then we have to analyze it. What I just write. It's not enough to believe some things and maybe if you like pray them up. If you look at the book of Second Kings, chapter one, you remember there was this story of the men that were sent to go and arrest Elijah. Amen. Are you done with me? Okay. Now, if you look at if you look at verse twelve of Second Kings chapter one, just one verse, you will now understand the story later. But verse twelve says, "And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Is that all right? So, if you read all this story three times, this thing happened. The last time." They begin to beg. Is that alright? That is the closest scripture you can get in relation to this God that answers by fire. Now let me give you what Jesus has to say about those who believe that. The book of Luke chapter 5, chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. In Luke chapter 9, let's quickly look at uh, from verse 51. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up 
He stepped aside his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face and the winds and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Are you done with me? And on the thought, and they did not receive him, nor did no welcome him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, without we, without that we command fire to come from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not one matter of spirit here. Now, this particular scripture is what the apostles of Jesus were making reference to, which is Second Kings. Do you understand it now? That is what they were making reference to. And But you can understand what Jesus said there. He rebuked them. He did not permit it. By implication, he said, your own spirit is different from the spirit with which Elijah operated, even in that setting. Now, I will not take the time to go into studying that out for you. If time permits, I will make you see why Jesus said that, and I also make you see why Elijah did what he did. But my attention today is the answer you gave on 1 Kings chapter 18, from verse 21 to 38. Now, in that scripture, you should understand it has to do with the contest between the prophets of Baal and Elijah. Is that alright? Come on, are you there with me? Okay, the contest. Huh? Contest of who? Of Baal prophets. And uh, Elijah. Okay. So. We want to look at this, whether it really fits into what we do today. Whether it is our pattern, whether it is the approval of God, whether it fits into the nature and the manner of spirit that we carry. Amen? And just like we said, we've all come to using this as a prayer formula. But let's examine it and see one or two things. So, Second Kings chapter, chapter 18. First King, I'm sorry, please. First Kings chapter 18. Amen. Let's look at it. Um, what verse are we going to look at very quickly there to help us out now? Uh -huh. Okay, let's go to. Did I even say 38? Okay, we are up to 38, but. Um, praise the Lord. Okay, you know it's a long reading, so we may not be able. You also know the story. Let's just quickly look at Verse 29 says something that I think is a little bit okay Okay, left from 28 And he cried out That is the prophet of Baal now huh? You know from verse 26 or so uh, Elijah was mocking them Verse 28 said And he cried out and called themselves after their manner With knives and lodges Till the blood gushed upon them 
And it came to pass when midday was past, and the prophesied unto the time of the offering of what? The evening sacrifice. I want you to know that, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any to regard. Amen. And Elijah said, All the people come near unto me, and all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Alright? Okay, let's just move down to verse um let's get on 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That's why I say she noted. That Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. And that I'm thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. So again, you must note something. Even if God is going to answer, it was because he was commanded of the Lord. What verse is that? Verse said what? 37 or 36. Okay. Okay. Let's say Elijah walked. Because, huh? Oh, what am I doing? Okay. It was what? Commanded. Was commanded of the Lord. So, it was the word of God, word of God that was operational. Now watch this. The contents was not initiated by Elijah himself to prove that he's a man of God. Is that alright? Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is why you must understand that there are some prayers you offer. God will never answer them because he didn't command you to do so. Alright? Now, if God is going to answer this prayer, it's simply because he commanded who? Elijah to do so. So God said, and he appealed to the word of God. You must understand when you get down to the book of Acts, the Bible said the same thing, that God confirmed the words of the apostles with signs and wonders, because they spoke to him first. Hallelujah. Are you there? Okay. So, let's begin to look at a few things now. Uh, verse uh, 37. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned the heart back again. So, let's find the purpose for the prayer. What's the purpose? Fine. Purpose is to turn the heart of the people, eh? Back unto who? Okay. I want to find out something, even in the course of this study as well. When we pray that fire should consume in whatever level, with what purpose do we pray that prayer? Is it that men may turn back to God, or that our enemies may be destroyed? So, if you pray it because Elijah prayed it, both of you have different motives in praying this prayer. Hallelujah. Are you still listening to this? Okay. Let's move on. So, that is the story. Okay, now, 
Praise the Lord. Get down to verse um, 38. Then the Lord, the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifices and the wood and the stone and the, and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And verse 39 is important. And all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Alright? Now just move on a little bit, lest you reach, because we're going to touch them. Verse 40. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophet of Baal, let none of them escape. And he took them, and Elijah brought them down to the broken kitchen and slew them there. Amen? Okay, so that is the basis of the story and the foundation for that which we presently pray, as it were, in the churches now. So, the question we want to find out is this Why did the fire come down? And what is it that is the fire of the Lord? First of all, let me give you three dimensions of God's answering by fire. Amen? Okay. The three dimensions of God's answering by fire. Of God answering by fire. Okay? Number one. Check your book in the book of Leviticus, chapter 9. And verse 24. Then you're going to look at uh, Leviticus 10, verse 1. Then Leviticus, I think, 10, verse 2. Okay? Let's look at these uh, three passages. Leviticus chapter 9. We need to find out why God had to answer by fire this way, what it means. And we need to find out when God answered by fire, what God is stand for. Are we there? Leviticus chapter 9? Uh, oh, where is Leviticus here? Praise the Lord. Okay. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24. Are you there? Praise the Lord. Now he says, um, And there came a fire out from before the Lord, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering, and the fat, which, were, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell, on their faces. Now, I want you to know that the fire did what? Consume. Not this word. The fire came down and consumed and the people shouted. Is that okay? Are you listening? Okay. Now, Leviticus 10. Verse 1. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them, he says, and put fire thereon and burnt incense thereof, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. Okay? So, the fire burned, but it was what? Strange fire. Okay? 
Now, I'm going to explain all of this. Now, look at verse 2. And there went out from, I mean, fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. What happened here? Devour. Huh? Devour them. Okay. Now, this one is acceptance of sacrifice. God, when God accepts a sacrifice, He consumes. Come on, are you listening? Is that okay? When God accepts a sacrifice, what does He do? He consumes the sacrifice. And when you consume a thing, you eat it. You take it to yourself. It becomes part of you. The shows anytime you see that God, the fire of the Lord consumed, it means the fire of God accepted or the sacrifice was what? Acceptable unto God. Now, strange fire, this one actually speaks of true worship. If you, if you present a true worship before God, your sacrifice will be what? Consumed. Now, this is what? False worship. There will be fire quite all right, but it is false. Is that all right? Come on, are you done with me? Okay. Then we have the last one. It says devour means means to do what? To kill. I want you to understand these things. God accepts a sacrifice when he consumes the sacrifice by fire. And that's true worship, which is acceptable to God. It's just like the worship of Abel. Is that okay? Then you have strange fire which God did not originate and it's not in his mind. It is fire quite but it is strange. False religion, false worship. Then the third dimension is God devour the sacrifices of the people, whatever it is. When you use the word devour, the, the fire of God devours a thing, it means God destroyed that thing. Come on, are you listening to what I'm talking about? Now, we will go back and find out which of these fires took place in the worship of, I mean, the contest of Elijah. Are you following what I'm trying to say? It is then we can understand the mind of God, and then we can apply it to how we pray today. Because if we can properly apply, we'll find out whether the fire is either consuming, or it's a strange fire, or the fire is doing what? Devouring. Are you listening to me? Okay, let's go down now. Hallelujah. Uh, just in case, are you still in Leviticus? Let me explain something there first and foremost. You see, when we read in verse 24, it said uh, the fire consumes, something has to happen. Um, I think we need to settle before we move on. Um, Leviticus 9, let's read from verse 21. Now, this is the very beginning of the ministry of the priests. Once God has accepted Aaron and his people to come into the priesthood, this was the very beginning. He was now giving them instruction on how to offer the sacrifice. Let me use the word they are first attained to do that. And then what we read in verse 24 is what followed their first attempt to offer sacrifices unto God. Is that alright? Okay, just look at something. Let's read from verse 20, 21. Oh, hey, it's a little bit long. Go back a little bit to verse 18. 
He slew also the bullock. Are you there with me, verse 18? He slew also the bullock and the ram for a sacrifice of peace offering, which was for the people. And Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood which he sprinkled upon the altar round about. I think this must be Moses. And the fat of the bullock and of the ram, the ram, and that which covered the inwards and the kidneys and the cowl above the river, the liver. And they put the fat upon the breast, and they put the fat upon the altar. And the breast on the right shoulder, Aaron waved for a wave offering before the Lord as Moses commanded. And Aaron lifted up his hand towards the people and blessed them. And came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offering. Now, there are three types of offerings there. I will not have the time. Maybe some other time I'll discuss them properly with you. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. Can you get that? Alright. And there came a fire out from the before the Lord or the presence of God and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which were upon which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now, here we may see the glory of God coming down because the sacrifice was done acceptable unto who? Unto God. And let me tell you something. He said, they bless the people. God gave instruction. Look, I mean, Numbers. Turn to Numbers chapter 6. You see what it means when he said they came and blessed the people. Numbers chapter 6. Uh, let's quickly look at 20 number 6 let's start from 22 are you there in the book of numbers 22 and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto Aaron and unto his son saying on this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel saying unto them the Lord bless thee and keep thee the Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious, be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Can you get that? So when he said, Aaron and his people came and blessed them, this is exactly what he said. So when he said this to them, as soon as they finished saying this, the glory of the Lord came, the sacrifice was what? Consumed. Showing that God actually ministered to the people, showed forth his presence. Are you following what I'm talking about now? So get the key, when something is consumed, it means God is there present to accept the sacrifices that have to do with our worship before the Lord. Is that alright? Come on, am I clear? Alright. Okay, so we can move on now. Let's quickly. Now you find that the same thing happened to. If you want to follow this, what have we just read? Leviticus what? Nine from which verse? Huh? Okay, eighteen to twenty-four. Is that? Okay, eighteen to twenty-four. Then you can get your Genesis four. I think verse four. Cain and Abel. Is that all right? And then you can get your Hebrews uh, 11 verse 4 Where the Bible says he did that by faith And then you can have your Romans 10 17 Faith come by hearing And hearing by what? By the word of the Lord Okay, so that means Abel heard the word of the Lord Because the Bible said Abel did the sacrifices that was acceptable to God By faith According to Hebrews 11 verse 4 
And there is no way you will have had the faith without doing what? Hearing from the Lord. Now watch this. All of these two sacrifices we are now considering, they were the thing God initiated. Am I right somebody? Come on, am I right somebody? Remember, we are told, Elijah said, this is because the Lord has spoken. Or has spoken by the word, or the word of the Lord. Is that okay? And there is no way ever to offer the sacrifice that was going to be acceptable to God without hearing from the Lord. Because Hebrews 11, 4 said, faith coming by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I mean, Romans 10, 17. While Hebrews 11 said, Abel of father sacrificed by what? By faith. Are we talking? Okay. So, if all these things are put together, what you are going to experience in whatever you are going to call your prayer or your sacrifice is what? A consumption. God will not do what? Consume it. So let's move down now to 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to find what happened then in 1 Kings 18. As to 1 Kings chapter 18. Are we there? All right. Amen. So let's get down to. Okay, let's start from 37 again. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that these people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast touched. Your heart turned your heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and did what? Come on, talk with me. And did what? Consume the burnt sacrifice on the wood, the stone, and the dust, and lick of the water, and was that was here in the trench. So, what can you conclude was what really happened here? To God, this was a true worship. Is that all right? And then the sacrifice was what? Acceptable unto the Lord. Now can I say a word here? Hallelujah. The fire, the fire that came from the Lord, eh? can I say this? Did not consume people. Is that alright? Come on, are you with me? The fire that came from the Lord did not consume the prophets of Baal. Am I right? What did he consume? The sacrifice. Offered by who? Alright. The question is, when you pray like Elijah, for God's fire to come down, what are you actually saying? Are you saying the fire should devour or should consume? Hallelujah. It means you are not applying it the way Elijah applied it. Now you are going to say Elijah or the prophet died. Sure. The prophet, I'm going to explain why the prophet also died. The prophet did not die because fire came down. The fire did not touch any of the prophets. Thank you. Am I talking to somebody here? The fire of God that came down didn't touch anybody. I don't know precisely where these people got this thing from. And like we just said, the purpose of the fire is to turn the hearts of the people back unto God. 
That means if you truly pray the way Elijah prayed for God's fire to come down upon the people, it means the people must repent. If the people did not repent and come back to God, it means you never prayed the way Elijah prayed. It's your own prayer that you are praying, not the way Elijah prayed. So, singing it, the God that answered by fire, let it be our God, does not necessarily mean you are doing exactly what our scripture said. Are you done with me? Come on, am I talking to somebody here? Because I want to repeat, if you must go in the way of Elijah, then the people must be consumed. In that context, the people are going to be accepted. Because it's like we are presenting them as what? As a sacrifice. And once the people are consumed, or as, I mean consumed by the fire of God, that means they are going to repent, they are going to be acceptable unto who? Unto the Lord. So if we were to turn the prayer around the way Elijah prayed, we will have had more converts than destroying people. So it's our own formula. It has nothing to do with the Bible. And I've already been saying it here. The fact that they are doing a thing and it's working doesn't make it God. It is still a strange fire. That devour. Are you following what I'm talking about now? You are applying a strange fire to do what? To devour people. It's not godly. Hallelujah. So understand, this is very, very important. That is why I keep on telling you, don't just do things because people are doing it. Don't just do things because people are doing it. The fact that it is common doesn't make it right. The fact that it is popular doesn't make it right or scriptural. Hallelujah. Yeah, people say, I'll go seven days because of you. I'll fast five days because of you. You're just killing yourself. That doesn't mean God is good. You see, you can use some manipulation to kill people. How many of you understand when you talk about bewitching people? Bewitching people, is, you can bewitch people even as a Christian. When Paul spoke to the Galatians in three and said, Oh, ye fully Galatians, you were talking to believers. Who are the people that bewitched them? They were the Pharisees. They were not witches. And if you check the word witch in that place of bewitched, maybe you have time to teach you on that as well. For you to understand that even you as a believer, you bewitch people. Because those who bewitched the Galatian church were believers. They were the scribes and the Pharisees. You bewitch people. You turn their mind away from truth. You bring them into another realm of belief system. That is bewitching. What are you doing? You come into the place where their mind is no longer functioning. Your thought is operating in their mind. That's what a witch does. It confuses you. I'm just telling you the truth. That is what a witch does. He, he turns your mind from reality into falsehood so you believe things that people normally will not believe you act abnormally and then we'll conclude by saying the person is mad somebody just manipulated his mind hallelujah when time permits I will speak on that so that you can understand how that even you as a minister you can bewitch people is that alright huh God bless you. Amen.
Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Okay, so, are we following that? Okay, now, let me show you something. What killed the prophets? Again, I repeat, it was not the fire of God. Am I right? Good. So, let's see what killed the prophet. Amen. Okay, let's quickly look at that same Second Kings and uh, First Kingdom. First Kings 18 again. Let's see what killed the prophets. First Kings 18. And what verse? Quickly, quickly. Let's look at verse, um, verse 40. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. It's an interesting thing. Look at it. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And he took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. So Elijah killed them. Huh? Not what? The fire of God. Am I right? By his own hands. Elijah killed him. Why did Elijah have to kill him? That's the next question. Come with me to the book of Exodus. I want to show you an example. Exodus. Elijah was not the first one to kill this way. <laughs> so let me show you something. Uh, 106, then 27, 6. Let's say 1 to 6, 27, then to. Um, 28. That's an interesting one. I will help you out here. Are you there? Come on, are you there with me? Okay. Let's look at Exodus now. You know the story, uh, we may not read all of it, but you know the story how that um, Aaron and Moses, I mean, uh, um, Joshua and Moses went up to the mountain and when they were coming down, I think with the 70 elders. Are you there? And they heard the noise and they come. How? Of course, you know the story. They bought the golden calf. Huh? Uh-huh. Golden calf worship. Is that, is that okay? Uh-huh. Hiron made a golden calf for the people and the worship and they said, this is your God. You remember the story now? Okay, let's look at uh, 27, 28. Uh, okay. No, let's look at one twenty-five. Are you there? And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, "Who is on the Lord's side? Listen closely. Let him come unto me." And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Aaron's family now, as it were. And he said unto them, Thus hear the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, And go in and out from, from gate to gate, Throughout the camp, by the prayer tribe now, And slew every man his brother, And every man his companion, And every man his neighbor. And the children of Israel did, the children of Levi did, According to the word of Moses, and they fell of the people that day. How many people? 
3,000 people. Okay. Did you get that? So why did God have to kill these people? Why did God speak or why, why will Moses say this thing should be done? Can I give you the answer? Deuteronomy 13. Deuteronomy 13. Are we there? Let's read a little bit of a long reading here. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give thee a sign of wonder and the sign of the wonder come to pass therefore he spake unto thee saying let us go after other gods listen closely we that have not known and let us serve them thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dream for the Lord your God provoke you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and he shall serve him and cleave unto him are you there? Verse 5. And that prophet or dreamer of dreams shall be what? Fine. Because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And redeemed you out of the house of bondage. To trust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shall thy put the evil away from the midst of thee. Are you following this? Verse 6. If thy brother is son of thy mother or the son or the or thy son or the daughter, may thy daughter or the wife of thy bosom or the friend which is as in thy own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, and now unto the afar from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth, thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall thy pity him, listen, neither shall thy spare, neither shall thy conceal him, but thou shalt surely do what? Kill him. Thou shalt be the first upon him to put him to death, and after all the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with the stone that he died because he has sought to trust thee from the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And all Israel shall hear and fear and shall do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. Hallelujah. Did you understand it now? So get this right. So, what did you read just now? Exodus, and what did what? Deuteronomy 13, 1 to 11. Is that alright? So basically, this is the law that Moses applied, and this is the law that Elijah applied. Did you get that? The fire consumed the sacrifice, the people were turned to God, but the prophet of Baal were turning the heart of the people from the living God to serve another God. Therefore, according to the law, they have to die. Are you following the picture? See, when we pray or we listen or we hear what people say, let's go back to verify what God said. So when you say, the God that answered by fire, let it be my God, like Elijah answered fire, and the fire came down in the presence of the people. If your fire is truly coming down, more people will repent to the Lord. 
More people will turn back to the Lord. That is the purpose of the fire of Elijah that he prayed in contest with the prophet of Baal. That nothing whatsoever to do with killing people. They died because they were turning the heart of the Israelite away from the living God, according to the Lord of God, that any man, if it be a prophet, who turns your heart away from serving the living God to serve other God, let that man die. Hallelujah. Some people have got this precisely what took place in 1 Kings chapter 18. It had nothing was ever to you praying against your enemy. No, no, no. Nothing was ever. Nothing absolutely was ever. And if need be, we have to examine first and second King chapter one next week, and then you see precisely how God is working even today. I repeat, the fact that something is popular doesn't make it God. In fact, if you want to be following that which is popular and people are carrying it out, you're carrying, you are also bewitched. I repeat. Because you're not living in the true sense. Look at it. The Bible said the prophet of Baal who turned these people away from the living God must die. Is that alright? And you see what God did in Exodus 32. Killing his own people. 30,000 people died. Why? Because he left the living God to be serving what? A golden calf. And God said so that they will put such an evil away. So people who turn your heart away from serving the living God and the true God in a true spirit and a true worship, they deserve to die if you will. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? That is exactly what the Bible is saying. He has nothing to do with God answered by fire. Therefore, he comes to meet this and so the God answered by fire. Let it be my God. You sing it down and you have somebody at the back of your mind. You sing it and you are thinking of somebody that quarreled with you yesterday. And you think you are worshipping the true God. You are worshipping a false God. You are among the camp of the Baal worshippers. Hallelujah. God has to strengthen our thinking. Strengthen our understanding. Bring us to the place of accuracy. So that we can know the God we are worshipping and know how to pray to the God that we are worshipping. Because God is not going to answer. It's not going to consume. All manner of prayers, all manner of altar. If you must understand that any time you come to the place of prayer, that is an altar. Of course, for those of us who talk about prayer, we often look at First Kings chapter 18 as a point. Repair the altar, repair the altar, isn't it? We always repair the altar in relation to people that are going to die. You are not praying enough, that's why your enemy is here existing. That is not how Elijah prayed. I remember God personally spoke to Elijah. He has to first come to uh, Obadiah. Or say, Obadiah, you go and tell Ahab that I'm going to show up tomorrow. And Obadiah said, I can't go because this man will be looking for you all over the place, from city to village. And perhaps he may see you and then you're going to disappear. And then I'll be the one to survive. He said, no, I'm going to come. Because God told him to go. God didn't even go tell him to go to the war. I mean, he didn't even go to warfare with the bar prophet until God told him to do so. The organized prayer came to destroy all manner of things in cities, and God has never spoken to you to do it. That is why we don't succeed. That's why we're not making impact. That's why people are not repenting. 
The key thing is, anytime you carry a crusade of prayer to a city, more people should repent. Hallelujah. I remember in those days of Idaosa and Benin, when he had a contest with Oyewole, huh? then I was still in school, I was not a Christian. But this man said they have a covenant in Benin, Idaosa said, as long as I leave that covenant, cannot exist. He said, let's come publicly and show who is the true God. That is the right context. Nobody died, but people saw that the God of Idaosa was the living God. Then I was in school. I was not even a believer. But I was forced to say that this God that this man is worshiping is a true God. Because they confronted him, not even secretly, in the public. It's not you rising and killing people in the name of the God and answer by prayer, let him my God. That is not scriptural. You don't understand the God you are serving. The day God answers by fire for you, you are going to see more soul one to the Lord. Do you understand what I mean? Because as soon as this happened, Israel turned unto who? Unto the Lord. That should be that should be the the what the, the acid test, the liquid test of your prayer being answered by fire. Any time God answers by fire, more people come to God. But when you keep people with your fire prayer, it's a strange fire that you are uttering. And at the end of the day, sometimes you too shall be consumed. Let's be careful. What will be, should be devoured for your right? Hmm? Strange fire goes with God devouring. Hallelujah. May God help us. May God help us. I said, may God help us to know Him and to do His will. May he rebuke us, even as Jesus rebuked his own apostles. And of course, for those of us who carry on this prayer, we are not hearing from God. He will have been rebuking us. But since we don't hear, how can we know, even if he's saying, don't pray that way. God bless you.